You can save 15% or more at Amazon when you pay with Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv. You can set your own discount. 5% gets you fastest delivery, or you can set it to 30% or more if you're not in a hurry. Purse makes it so easy to save money at Amazon by buying with crypto. Just go to purse.bogosity.tv and start saving now. Welcome to the Bogosity Podcast for the week of December 8th, 2019. The podcast that keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. This is your host, Shane Killian. This is the last regular podcast of 2019. In fact, my output in general will be reduced this month since I'll be rebuilding my system. But if I come out of the other end of it all right, then we'll be back at the end of the year for the 2019 year in review. But for now, let's flagestate the news of the bogus. And finally, Twitter has made the move cybersecurity experts say they and every other website should do. Ditch two-factor authentication over texting and use authenticator apps instead. In fact, Twitter had gone one further and asked for your phone number to use any sort of 2FA, even ones that didn't require it. It's really a good thing since Twitter recently admitted to using people's phone numbers to target advertisements. Accidentally, of course. Oopsie! But to use any form of two-factor authentication, you had to give them a phone number and set up text-based 2FA over SMS, whether you wanted to use it or not. And as we've covered, SMS isn't in any way secure. It's too easy to snoop on or to hijack. And so even if you set this up wanting to use something like Google Authenticator, a hacker who got your password and could snoop your SMS texts could tell it to use that instead and get in. In fact, a while back we covered NIST's new password guidelines where they specifically say not to use texting as a form of two-factor authentication. Two and a half years later, Twitter, one of the most popular websites in the world, is finally doing it. So users have a choice. You can use the time-based OTP app such as Authy or Google Authenticator, which uses a shared secret to automatically give you a new six-digit code every 30 seconds without having to contact the website or anywhere else on the internet. And the other choice is to use a hardware-based security key, which is generally considered to be more secure. So what inspired this change? Well, Jack Dorsey got hacked with a SIM swap attack. He didn't seem to mind it as hundreds of popular accounts have been compromised this way, but then he became the victim of it on August 30th. Amazing how that'll motivate some people into finally getting security right. So if you use Twitter, turn off SMS-based 2FA and turn on OTP if it isn't on already. Oh, and you might also want to delete your phone number from your account settings. are annoying, but ad blockers prevent publishers from making money. What if you could support your favorite websites, YouTube creators, Twitch streamers, social accounts, and many more ad-free and without paying anything, and even make some money yourself? It's not a pipe dream, it's airtime. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and get the browser extension and you'll earn cryptocurrency for the sites you visit, and so will the publisher. This is not a crypto miner. You and the publisher will both get part of the reward from current miners of the BitTube cryptocurrency, with no middleman taking a cut. 
Even if the publisher hasn't signed up yet, his tube will be put into a dedicated wallet that he can claim upon sign-up. You can also use your tube to tip publishers and even purchase products. Airtime monetizes users and publishers with no ads or crypto miners. Go to airtime.bogosity.tv and start making money now. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. One thing that's always amazed me is all of the states that don't allow ex-convicts to vote. If you've served out your sentence, you're supposed to have all of your rights and privileges of citizenship restored to you. But there are a lot of restrictions, some of which you can at least see the thinking, like not wanting them to have guns or live near a school. It's still bogus, but you can see the idea. But not voting? I mean, what exactly are they worried about? Other than giving the vote to people who have seen firsthand what a god-awful job they're doing, that is. I mean, you have to appear tough on crime, and that's hard to do with people who understand that modern prisons are basically psychological torture. In Mississippi, people who are convicted of certain crimes are not allowed to vote unless they have their attorney go through a process that's basically impossible. 29,000 such felons have served out their sentences, but only 18 of them have had their voting rights restored. That's 0.062%. It's basically close to impossible. So six ex-cons have brought a case before the Fifth Circuit saying that those laws, quote, ensure that, with extremely limited and arbitrary exceptions, a citizen convicted in Mississippi State Court of a disenfranchising felony will never again vote in the state, no matter how minor the underlying crime or how long the citizen may live after sentence completion. The American Probation and Parole Association pointed out in court how problematic this policy is. Quote, For every crime on the list, there is a similar or even worse crime not on the list. Check fraud means permanent disenfranchisement, but credit card fraud carries no similar penalty. Lead plaintiff Dennis Hopkins, business owner and founder of a local peewee football team as well as a baseball and soccer coach, cannot vote because he was found guilty of grand larceny, which means he stole over $500. Quote, The government is telling us, you don't vote, so you don't matter. I haven't gotten in trouble for 20 years, but I still can't cast my vote for my children's future. I feel like a branded man. They're claiming that by keeping this restriction going beyond the end of sentencing, it's a violation of the Eighth Amendment's prohibition of cruel and unusual punishment, as well as being a violation of the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause. They also pointed out that the purpose of the law was to keep African Americans from voting, and it's still having that same effect today. Unfortunately, Judge Edith Jones doesn't appear to want to give them a fair shake. When they pointed out that many other states allow felons to vote, some even while still incarcerated, she said, quote, Just for the sake of rhetoric, are we going to decriminalize marijuana just because several states have? Uh, yeah, why not? The fact that she thinks this is some kind of point against it is disturbing. But, as Hopkins pointed out, there's a taxation without representation issue. Quote, Don't ask me to pay my taxes and not have my vote count, because my voice needs to be heard. We are human beings. We deserve our right to be here.
If you're on the Wi-Fi in the coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age, so go to vpn.pagosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world, and they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. Internet of Things, the promise of so many good things, and the hideous, incredible fail of getting it wrong. The Ring doorbell has a lot of fans because of security features which have actually resulted in the arrest of burglars, as well as many other desirable features. But it's also been plagued with security and privacy questions. And now, it turns out, cops have been using Ring camera footage for facial recognition purposes. Ring has decided not to employ facial recognition technology on their own, but police departments all over the country are using Ring's app to get people to upload images for facial recognition purposes, often using subpoenas against homeowners who don't want to fork over the data. Once they have the footage, they can keep it as long as they want and share it with whoever. According to Ring, all footage belongs to the camera owners, but when it comes to sharing their footage with law enforcement, they seem to forget that. Not only that, but Ring has actively been seeking law enforcement partners for sharing footage and providing them with Ring doorbells to give to citizens. Ring even gives them instructions on how to get footage without having to bother with those pesky warrants. Yeah, maybe don't buy any IoT devices until we get some serious assurances, and I mean assurances backed up by math, not empty promises. And also, don't ever trust the police with anything. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. 
And now it's time to flunk this week's biggest bogani emitter. And this week it goes to Immigrations and Customs Enforcement for more information about the bogus college it's been pretending to run. Back in February, we covered ICE's fake college sting. The idea is they created what to all appearances was a legitimate college, the University of Farmington, to bust any immigrants who tried to sign up for it. The thing is, going to college is a completely legal way of staying in the country. So they weren't doing anything wrong and were just following a completely legal avenue that's open to them. ICE was even able to get the university listed as a national accredited university. And the worst part is, ICE even took tuition money from them. The Detroit Free Press obtained emails showing that this was not only deliberately done with the intention of making it seem legitimate, but also that the immigrants were actively being told that this conformed to immigration laws. And of course, in a lot of cases, taking their tuition money meant that they couldn't afford tuition at a different college if they decided to go there anyway until they got the tuition money back. And all of this led to the arrest of hundreds of immigrants who were doing exactly what the law allows them to do. In fact, most of those arrested had enrolled in master's degree programs. Now, of course, ICE is being sued, and it really leaves one wondering what possible defense they could have here. Well, are you ready for this? ICE and the DOJ said the students should have known the university wasn't legitimate because the classes weren't in a physical location. Wait, have they never heard of online learning? Have they somehow missed all those ads for the University of Phoenix? Again, ICE obtained nationwide accreditation for their bogus university. It was even listed on the DHS's own website as a legitimate option for students in the U.S. on visas. And by the way, many of them did manage to figure out that there were no classes and tried to transfer out and were among those who were arrested. And by the way, before anyone starts hitting the ceiling over how this makes Trump so horrible, understand that this all started under Obama. So all of that makes ICE this week's biggest bogan emitter. Do you have children? Or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling? Or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash Tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. And now let's paramilitarize this week's... Idiot Extraordinary! 
And this week it goes to Bloomberg News. In the wake of their owner, billionaire and former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg throwing his hand into the ring for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination, Bloomberg News has said they won't be conducting investigations of him or any of the other Democratic candidates. Gee. Editor-in-Chief John Micklethwaite said in a memo, quote, we will continue our tradition of not investigating Mike and his family and foundation, and we will extend the same policy to his rivals in the Democratic primaries. We cannot treat Mike's Democratic competitors differently from him. Republicans are another matter. They're still going to lash out at Trump. Quote, For the moment, our PNI team will continue to investigate the Trump administration as the government of the day. Bloomberg is founder and 89% shareholder, and he has already announced that he will be stepping aside from his leadership role for the duration of the campaign. According to Micklethwaite, quote, We have already assigned a reporter to follow his campaign, just as we did when Mike was in City Hall. And in the stories we write on the presidential contest, we will make clear that our owner is now a candidate. Well, there's nothing like an unbiased news service. And this is nothing like an unbiased news service. So that makes Bloomberg News this week's Idiot Well, that wraps up this Thought I'd Something More to Say edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come to discord.bogosity.tv where you can join the discussion and post a question, statement, news article, or rant. This podcast depends on you to keep going. Please go to donate.bogosity.tv where you can give using PayPal or crypto or subscribe at Patreon or Subscribestar to get the podcast and YouTube videos early and ad-free. You can even support this podcast for free with the airtime extension. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here's a quote from H.L. Mencken. Under democracy, one party always devotes its chief energies to trying to prove that the other party is unfit to rule, and both commonly succeed and are right. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution on Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License. Bogosity. Christmas time is coming, and the most classic of Christmas stories is A Christmas Carol. But how much do you know about the original Charles Dickens novella? Have you dismissed it as a children's book with one-dimensional characters amounting to nothing but platitudes and cliches? Maybe your appreciation of the book was even muted by those dry, boring, annotated books they made you read in school. My book, the sarcastically annotated A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, uses both facts and humor to present the book in a way you probably haven't seen it before. Giving praise when deserved and beratement when warranted, this book is put in the perspective of its time and shows a dimensional, multi-layered Ebenezer Scrooge from start to finish. Skepticism, history, and even economics are employed to show the book in relation to today in an easily accessible format. Appreciate the Christmas of your youth all over again. Get the sarcastically annotated A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, available at Amazon and on PDF as well.